0: And welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show Bringing you the latest world news and health research I hope everyone's having an absolutely terrific day How are you doing today, Dan?
1: Austin, awesome. I'm doing absolutely wonderful uh, I've got a bunch of information I want to cover with you guys this morning So you guys just kind of put your seatbelts on Because uh, this is going to be an interesting show I've covered bits and pieces of this over the years I've never put it into a unified production like this. In other words, when we tie everything together. So this is going to be a really good show to explain who and what runs the planet. And because of time constraints, I mean, this, this would be like almost a six-hour show. I can't do that. So I'm going to have to abbreviate some parts of it. And so we'll do as best we can in the time that we're being given right now. But let's go and get started on it. But I want people to understand something. Today's show, I want it to be a message of hope. I'm going to go deep into the world of the real planetary rulers that run this planet. I mean, the guys that actually make things happen. Uh, you know, we're going to discuss their control, but we're also going to discuss who controls them. But we just need to always remember that we need to make sure that we don't operate in fear, but in the realization that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. Because guys, think about it for a second. We have a blood covenant with the Most High God. The Most High God who is omnipresent inserted Christ into this timeline to change what was going on because he saw that the timeline wasn't going to work the way it had been laid out. He basically took himself, it says in the book of Hebrews, that Jesus was the exact representation of God the Father. The exact. Now there have been a lot of debates over the last 2,000 years as to what that means, but to me I believe it means what it says. He was the exact representation of God the Father. And he came to this planet to fix it to fix this mess that had happened. So when we have Christ as our covenant liaison to God the Father through the blood of the Lamb, it gives us an opportunity to be in a blood covenant with the Most High God. And I've done entire shows on the blood of Christ. I'm not going to do that today because it takes an entire hour by itself. You can go back into the archives and you can listen to this. But what we need to understand what a blood covenant is, it's like the old Indians, they used to calls me a blood brother. One of them would cut their hand. The other one would cut their hand. They'd stick their hands together. Their bloods would co-mingle. I never recommend that you do this because of blood diseases. But what would happen is, at that point, from that point forward for the rest of their lives, the blood brothers, everything they owned was shared. Everything they had was shared. One was considered the other's life above his own. Everything was that way through the blood covenant. And that's what we have with the covenant that we have through Christ Jesus. That's why it frustrates me so much that Christians are bent on rebuilding a third temple, they're bent on allowing animal sacrifices to start again. I mean, that not make any sense. And they realize, and it says in the Book of Theologians, the 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 that, that, that what's going to happen is that the Antichrist is going to come out of the third temple. And they're they're actually trying to force the book of Revelation to open up to bring the Antichrist onto to the earth in order to allow themselves to be raptured to go to heaven. The problem is the rapture theology wasn't taught until the mid-1800s by God by David Darby, picked up by Schofield, promoted by Samuel Untermyer, who was the one who pushed the Federal Reserve Bank into the United States, He got brandished as a Supreme Court Justice in the United States, and who also pushed us into World War I and World War II. I mean, all of these things happened, you know, 100 years ago, 150 years ago, but we're still dealing with the ramifications in the Christian Church because of the Compromise. You know, it doesn't make any difference how much you talk about love and peace and joy taught by Christ when they become Zionist warriors who are basically doing everything they can to create a third world war or the onslaught of the Antichrist. And none of it makes any sense. We had Chuck Baldwin on a few years ago, also. He was talking about it. And he said it doesn't make any sense how Christians are trying to create the book of Revelation to create the end times, to create the apocalypse. (laughs) It doesn't make any sense. But we're going to go into more detail to that right now. Remember, don't be overwhelmed by this information today, but realize that you've been bought with a price and been called according to God's purpose, because we can do all things through Christ. Some Christians and New Agers believe that you shouldn't discuss some of these topics that I'm going to talk about today. (laughs) Why is that? Because they're negative or because they are not specifically mentioned in the Bible. Let me give you a little heads up here. Knowledge isn't negative, it's just information, but facts can be horrific. We have seen that with all the child disappearances, the child trafficking networks, like with the late Jeffrey Emstein or whoever he is hiding today. The problem is we don't discuss the facts or the physics. If we don't do that, we can't properly determine a proper course of action. Let me give you another example. If you have a garden full of weeds, I mean, I've had that before. You go outside and the flower bed is full of weeds. It looks awful. It's four feet of weeds. And you walk out there and you say, this is a beautiful garden. You're kind of being delusional. All right? (laughs) It's not not okay. It can be a beautiful garden. And it's not negative saying it's a garden full of weeds. It can be a beautiful garden. It's going to take a lot of work. But the weeds need to be dealt with by calling it negative, by speaking it, and calling it unkept is just a statement of fact. And so we can't just say that, hey, look, you know, all things are great right now. Remember, this battle that we're in is not a flesh and blood, but of forces in the unseen realms. And many teachers and pastors and alternative news people don't want to go down this rabbit hole today. <laughs> I've got a friend of mine, a bunch of friends of mine, they go, Buddy, you and Austin go awesome places that nobody talks about. Well, why? Why would we do that? Well, because other people only want to investigate events and not to real reason that the events occurred, or who or what orchestrated these events. Do you get what I'm saying? They want to pretend like all of this stuff is just happening because it's like an accident through a random course of events, not that we have an unseen hand that's orchestrating and doing this. And heaven forbid you talk about the unseen hand. Heaven forbid you talk about the thousand square miles of poppy fields that are being grown in Afghanistan right now, bringing in $1.5 trillion worth of heroin throughout the world, causing a massive opioid crisis. No, 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 no. You can't go there. No, no, no. Don't go there. Well, I just went there, didn't I? And guys, here's the thing. We've got to go there. We've got to talk about this stuff. This is not the Worldwide Wrestling Federation or NFL football, which is doggone listed as, as an entertainment, not as a sport. This is not it. This is not Andre the Giant versus Hulk Hogan. This is real. And we got to find out who's pulling the strings behind the curtain on the Wizard of Oz. We have got to find out who in the world's doing this, and we're going to talk about that right now. Our spirit is capable of so much more through Jesus, and it's so powerful that most people cannot conceive of what we've been given again through the blood covenant. It's time that we open our eyes and realize that if we would pray in the aggregate as believers, that there's nothing that there's literally nothing we cannot do or accomplish through prayer and through action. My mother had a, my mother-in-law, my my my, uh, my grandmother, my mom's mother. Was from Germany back in the 1800s, and she did a plaque that's still on my wall today. And it says, brechen nie, Gebet Arbeit heißen sie. Which basically means there's two fundamental principles in life that could never be broken prayer and work. Gebet is prayer, and Arbeit is work. And we have to understand that. We have to pray like it's all up to God, and we got to work like it's all up to us. And we need to understand that if we do that in the aggregate as Christians, there's nothing that we can't change or accomplish. The government, should I should say, the Rothschild corporations, you know, they're a factor of the problems that we're in, but they're not the primary cause that we face in the United States. They're, though they're a big factor, the leaders in most cases are just puppets who are regularly replaced, you know, that revolving door in the White House, and, you know, we get Ronald Reagan who gets shot a few months into the White House, and we have the CIA boy Bush comes in, big daddy Bush, and then we've got... Uh, you know, I didn't have sex with that woman Clinton come in who loves the flying who loved the fly of Jeffrey Epstein's jets with young girls. I mean, there you go, that's something I'm not supposed to talk about. And then we also have George Boy Junior, George Bush Jr., who says basically, You're either with the you're with us or you're against us. You're either against the terrorists or you're you're with us. I mean, what the heck did that all even mean? That we've been in a never ending war in Iraq, you know, in Afghanistan, it just never ends. In the corporate structure, you know, you see the Bilderbergers, the Rothschilds, the Committee of 300, the CFR, the International Bankers, the Vatican, the Masons, etc. These groups do exert considerable control over the planet and the worldly systems, but they are not the ultimate real controllers. There are levels beyond that that started in the beginning. Our creator God, the great I Am, created the heavens and the earth, but something happened. There was basically, for lack of a better word, an attempt at a coup d'etat in heaven. Lucifer was cast out along with about a third of the angels. Like God, again, I mentioned this earlier, as i the present, knew what was going to happen. He wasn't surprised. Remember, God doesn't get surprised. He doesn't wear a wristwatch he doesn't get surprised. He's the beginning and the end. He's the Alpha and the Omega. So he changed the timeline, and he sent Jesus to do it to us to get, this, get us out of this mess. Now, let's stop for just a minute. Rush Dizdar talks about how there are different types of angels and different types of entities. There are all kinds of things in this universe that... Basically, we can't see. I'll explain that in just a second. I agree with Ross. We need to realize that the great I Am doesn't need our permission or your permission. (laughs) or anybody's permission to create a different species of anything anywhere. As Christians, this shouldn't be a big stretch, a big surprise, because the Bible is filled with encounters with interdimensional entities. So why is this such a big taboo for most Christians? Why is it? Oh, don't talk about that. I can't mention that right now. Oh, no, no, no. We're going to do it. We're doing it all on the show right now. It's due to entrenched dogma. We have been taught that we are alone in the universe. That is what the church leaders have taught us. Because that's what our parents were taught and our grandparents were taught by the church leaders. Oh, that's not what the Bible teaches. The Bible doesn't teach that. <laughs> the Bible has got all kinds of stuff going on that we're not really getting to see right now as far as in the unseen realms. Bernard Carr from Queen Mary University, he kind of said it this way. Our consciousness, our DNA, is a multidimensional construct which interacts with another dimension. Our physical sensors only show us a three-dimensional universe. What exists in the higher dimensions are entities. We cannot touch with our physical sensors. In other words, we can't see them. We can't see them with our eyes or touch them with our hands. But what's interesting is sometimes you feel them in the spirit because you're connected to God, to the Holy Spirit, and you walk into a room And it gets cold. You start getting cold bumps and chill bumps. And you go, "Whoa, something's wrong here." You feel an overwhelming presence. We can feel that. That's the only and the only reason we feel that, guys, is because we're filled with the Holy Spirit, and we can see into these other realms from a unconscious standpoint. Does that make any sense to you? In other words, you don't see it in your eyes. You don't see something in the room unless you get into an area that's really, really inhabited by it comes who knows what, and you may see it as something move around, which I have had that happen to me several times in a haunted house that I've lived in for five years. That's freaky when that happens, okay? But in most cases, we don't feel that. We need to realize that I've covered in previous shows that our DNA is a coiled helix Tesla, basically for back of the, lack of a better vernacular, receiving sending unit that transmits via longitudinal and scalar waves interdimensionally that we are basically a bio antenna connected to God, or we were connected to God in the beginning, that through frequencies and light photons, we are connected through quantum entanglement interdimensionally, even with each other, especially with Christians with Christians. Have you guys ever had a good friend that you really relate to, and, you're, and you kind of synchronize when you get around each other, and you haven't seen each other for 5 or 10 or 15 years, and as soon as you get together, you ha- it's as if time has stopped, and you have not had a moment of lapse in your relationship? That's called synchronicity. You pick up a telephone to call your friend, and you pick up the phone; it never rings, and your friend's on the other line trying to call you. I can't tell you how many people call me and say, "I was thinking about you today," and my response is, "I had a dream about you last night. You showed up in a dream." That's quantum entanglement. That's because every photon in the universe, every proton in the universe, knows what every other photon and proton is doing at every exact second. Why? It is all quantumly entangled to an interdimensional matrix that we're part of, and our DNA is part of. Oh, we're wonderfully made. I mean, we were, the only reason we can do all of that is we're creating God's image. Here's the problem. Because of the fall, because of what happened, we've been detuned, so to speak. We need to understand what that means. I mean, we were created in the image of God. Now, because of what happened in the garden, because of what Lucifer did contaminating the human genome, you know, plus our DNA contamination from fallen angels, you know, we don't use much of our brain anymore. We only use like 10% of our brains. And a large portion of our DNA is labeled junk DNA because it hasn't been understood. The scientists are so arrogant, they say, well, we have 90% junk DNA. And it's not because we have, John, 90% junk DNA, it's just they don't understand 90% of the DNA. So they've got to label it junk so we've got to understand that God didn't create any junk there's a reason we have an appendix there's a reason we have all of these different organs in our body there's a reason that they all work so together so synergistically God doesn't make mistakes the reality is when Lucifer and his followers were cast out of heaven and you know, they've invaded the earth Okay, throughout the eons of time they've been known as the Anunnaki the snake brothers The star people, the demons, the archons, the Jinn, Baal, Moth, Asherah, Quachicotl, serpent gods, royal bloodlines of the gods. I mean, all these different terms are the same group of entities that were tossed out of heaven. The same group of entities that have been in war against God for millennia. They're basically different names for the same demonic entities and, and Lucifer and the fallen angels. These are, again, interdimensional. Back in 323, Constantine basically paganized the Roman Catholic Church, made it a state religion, brought a many pagan beliefs into the church. About the same time, they decided the Book of Enoch was to be removed. Why would they remove the Book of Enoch? Why would they take that out of canonized texts? Still in the Ethiopian Bible, okay? Because this is the kind of stuff that these entities have done throughout time. They operate in the shadows through people who have been given themselves over. To these entities, do these, do these bidding. This is what the Kabbalah is all about. This is what little red strings all about. They can participate with these enter- energy demonic entities, and by doing so, they're given information or knowledge, or things are changed on this planet, which these demons control, in order to facilitate these people becoming very, very wealthy. That's why you have these rock stars to say they sold their soul to the devil. You think, well, they're just joking. <laughs> no, they're not. They're not joking. They really have done that. You know, the religious establishment, Roman Church 323 AD, one of the information covered up. Because why? Because they'd already been infiltrated by all these pagan cults. Okay, Lest we ask too many questions, what in the world are you talking about giants on this planet? What in the world are you talking about they defiled the reptiles and they defiled the animals of the earth and they created Nephilim and giants and they were eating humans. I mean, they're find they finding jars now, huge jars in excavations. The jars are like food pots, okay? They've been sealed for like snacks later on in the middle of the night. These jars are 10, 15 feet tall, and when they opened up the jars, they're finding human remains in these jars because something was snacking on us. What the heck does that mean? Well, they don't want you knowing about that. They don't want you thinking about that. They don't want you thinking these things were here at one time, and now they're gone. And they were basically storing up his food, storing us up as food. Why, why do you think God flooded the planet? He had enough of that mess. But the point thing we have to look at here is this: these demons, they don't have any creative imagination, but they can twist and manipulate and distort and destroy God's creation. That's why Lucifer comes to rob, kill, steal, and destroy. These things are deceivers. Satan is their father, and he's the father of lies. They create an inversion of the natural order of God. What is up is down why they use upside down crosses and occult symbols they tell you love is hate straight is wrong, gay is right I mean, you have to understand something Lucifer is here to rob, kill, steal and destroy I always understand all of this with these things these things on this other side of this veil the things that people dictate drugs and go will look at to see these things they're not created in God's image, you are and, and, and that makes them jealous of you, because they don't have a soul like you do they don't have the ability of creative thought like you do. So they want to be you. So not only do they hate you and they're jealous of you, they want to be you and they want you to come into their dimension after you die so they can torment you just to kind of mess with you for all of eternity just to prove to you that they can control you when you're dead. But see, God stops all that. That's why there's no fear in death for Christians because we go directly to God because, listen to me for a second, because of the covenant we have with God through Christ. We have like an umbilical tied to God the Father Through Jesus And as soon as we die We go to be with him in heaven They don't get a chance To mess with you Or to, or to you know, do things to you I mean think about it They want you in their dimension They want to do things to you They want to torture you That's what they want to do And there's some reasoning for that Let me give you a little bit more reasoning on this stuff here Let's understand who these are That's why these demons And their human followers Are obsessed with death They're basically a death cult Because death is an inversion of life Plus, when they sacrifice or sodomize a human or a child, energy is created through light photons that these entities consume. Hence, abortion, pedophilia, human sacrifice, Baal, moloch, worship, sacrifice of children, infants, sacrifice of virgins, young girls before puberty. These Satan worship the follow ones. It's all about destroying and killing because they're their father's children. Jesus called them out in John. You know this is the natural order. God's natural order is life in abundance. That's why, that's why the Garden of Eden was so wonderful. This is what the demons this is why the demons don't care about what they destroy. There's 200 species approximately every single day that are going extinct on this planet. I mean they're spraying us with chemtrails and more and poison from the air to the point they're causing so much problems I many problems with the planet They' having massive methane releases which are just really messing with the dog run ecosystem. Yesterday I was in Orlando with Austin and we were driving home and the sky looked like we were in the middle of a tropical storm. I mean, it was awful and it's been looking like that every single day and it never looked like that. We had beautiful blue skies in the morning. Thunderclouds would run in around 3 o'clock in the afternoon. They would go away. We had beautiful blue skies. That's why we were called the Sunshine State and now we're the Chemtrail State. I mean, everything here is about changing God's order. It's almost as if oh wow, here we go, that these entities are terraforming the planet to create a new reality that they can live in more successfully. Yeah, how about that? Fukushima, GMOs, chemtrails, vaccine, fluoride, trans fats, aspartame, pornography, all of it being pushed through these entities. Anything that debilitates or destroys is their mantra. Just like their father Lucifer comes to rob, kill, steal, and destroy. All of this pollution and destruction of the environment is what it wants, because it's the reality it's trying to create. It's at war with the great I am. And it has been for millennial. Remember, when Lucifer comes to rob, kill, steal, and destroy, he doesn't take prisoners with this thing. He wants to kill everybody. You know, that's, 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 and these guys know that. That's why they want to do transhumanism because they want to be able to hook their minds into a computer and their souls into a computer and allow themselves to live for eternity as a bio robot. But remember the great I I great I am has come to bring life and not more abundantly. I'm going to say that a couple of times on the show today. These people who follow these enemies, these psychopaths, in many cases they're bloodlines of the Nephilim, bloodlines of the fallen. They have had their empathy removed. They have no remorse. They have no shame. They have no sympathy. They are pathological liars. They have an inversion of the truth. They're parasites. There's no limit as to what they can do or will try to do because they have no emotional consequence for their actions. You say, well, I wouldn't do that. Well, yeah, that's because you have an emotional consequence for your action. They don't care. If they go into Iraq and they kill a half a million children, Madeleine Albright, what did she say? Oh, it was worth it. Yeah, it was worth it. Half a million dead children? What about all the parents? What about all the grandparents? What about the uncles and the aunts and the mothers and the fathers of all these dead children? The emotional consequence! It was well worth it. Well worth half a million. No big deal. Perfect example. Look at the ba- look at the Babylonian banking system, the Federal Reserve. These people are total parasites. They go into a country, they enslave its people first through fiat thi- 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 money, and then they steal the resources. They have no remorse. They don't care if they take your home or your car. They don't care if they if they bankrupt you and you got to live on the street under a bridge. <laughs> they don't care. They they only have greed. Like Jesus said, the love of money is the root of all evil. He's pointing them out again here. That's who these people are. It's always these same guys. It's always these guys. Let's take a look at the Garden of Eden now. Let's, look, let's use the Garden of Eden, well, let's use the movie Avatar as a metaphor. You know, God creates a beautiful garden, and Lucifer comes in to destroy the steel and kill it. Okay? Lucifer wants to change your frequency. Now, you need to listen to me really closely for a second. I'm going to tell you some stuff that I haven't told you before. Lucifer is here to change your frequency to his to separate you from God, to overload your energy field, to prevent you from seeing the truth and obtaining synchronicity through the Holy Spirit with God the Father, the Great I Am, through Jesus Christ. He's here to prevent you from having a resonance match with God the Father through the Holy Spirit so you can be one with God. The Bible says it this way, a veil has been placed over the hearts and the minds of the unbeliever. This is in 2 Corinthians 4.4, 4, that the God of this age has done this. This is Lucifer. He's done this. Why? Because he doesn't want you to see and to believe him, and know the truth. This veil or energy field prevents the person from seeing the truth. And they forever wander, wander, have no purpose. Looking for a purpose and looking for truth... But never finding. Remember Pilate. Remember what Pilate said when he was talking to Jesus, and Jesus talks to him, "I'm the truth of life." And he says, "What is truth?" He didn't know what truth was. Pilate was looking for truth. He was wandering. He had no purpose. And this is what you feel before you accept Jesus Christ. You don't have a purpose. You're like you've got this God-shaped void on the inside of you that only God can fill. But then Lucifer comes in with an aversion. And he wants you to believe that he's the void. He can fill that void with him. And he masquerades as an angel of the light. And he has these people accept him, thinking they're going to fill this void. And just creates more chaos and conflict in their lives. And this is why the Satan church is growing so fast in the United States. Because we've created a giant void because Christianity is so compromised that we've left a giant vacuum that all these other religions are coming in now and filling because human beings want to have a relationship with the great I am he made us, he's our daddy he wants to be part of us he wants us to be with him for all eternity so we have that yearning deep inside but we don't know where to look because the pulpits and the pansies in the pulpit are no longer preaching the truth about repentance that's why another main gospel leader who's been a top songwriter for Hillsong has come across now and said this week he's no longer a Christian what the heck? Why is he no longer a Christian? It's like that other pastor a few weeks ago said the same thing. He's no longer a Christian. Why? Because the relationship they had, if they ever even had a relationship with Christ, wasn't built on the rock. It wasn't built on Jesus. It was built on a Jesus that's being preached in the pulpit, a non-repentant Jesus, a Jesus that did not require anything of them. They can live and do whatever they want to do for the rest of their lives. And there's no true acceptance of Christ. So it's so easy for them to fall away. That's why so many of these churches their pastors are falling away, the congregations are falling away, because they're coming in with a compromised message and they can't do this. So we have to understand this veil is from the evil one. Now, this is very, very important that you listen to me on this part. This is going to be very controversial. This is my opinion on what I'm saying to you right now. We are beings of energy. Okay, That's how biological transportation works. Now, what does that mean? If you take a mother and you weigh her, and she gets pregnant, and she weighs 120 pounds, and then she eats food, and she defecates, and she urinates, and you look at the total balance in, balance out of the energy she took in, it doesn't account for the growth of the baby. What, the, what does that mean? That means the weights aren't right. In other words, something else is helping that baby to form and develop. Something else is doing this, and that's, that's called, and it has been called for hundreds of years, biological transmutation. The physicists don't understand it because the biologists don't understand it, so they want to discount it. That's what it's called. And the body actually changes energy from the field that we live in to help create this infant from an interdimensional standpoint with this interdimensional DNA. And it does all of this through the food that we eat and through the energy acquired here while we're on this planet. You see? well, that sounds really weird. Yeah, well, look at sunlight. We know without sunlight we can't live. We know about light photons from sunlight. We have to have sunlight in order to be healthy. Otherwise, we get very, very sick. We can't even make vitamin D. So we have an energy field around us that requires energy from where we live here in this universe to maintain itself. This is why when you step into somebody else's energy field, that's a heathen. That's you know one of the, what they want to talk about and give you dirty jokes all the time and just nasty stuff. And you go, what the heck? You know, well, yeah, I don't want to be around this person. Why? Because you're energy fields are incongruent but when you have an energy field that's in this planet that's been here that's been put here by the great i am it's made to help feed you from an interdimensional standpoint as far as energy photons because i'm going to say something else here it's going to sound weird when you look at dna these are read write unit strands of information and it all boils back to that food is information that feeds you and allows you to stay healthy especially with supplements all of this stuff is needed for our bodies to stay healthy because it's all part of the energy matrix that we live in. Now here's where this thing's gonna get kind of strange for you guys. Now, so stay with me. We pull energy out of the frequency that we are in on this planet. Now listen very carefully. The demons are the same way, but they are separated from God. They cannot get energy from the great I am, from the creator. So they have to distort the energy through child sacrifice, abortion, war, hate, suffering, just to feed themselves. Low vibrational energy is their food source. That's why child sacrifice has always been demanded by them. This is what pedophilias, pedophiles do. This is what pedophilia is all about. Again, it is distortion of the natural order. I'm going to repeat that. The demons are the same way they are separated from God, so they cannot get energy from the Creator. Because Lucifer can't do that, because he's separated. So they have to distort the energy through child sacrifice, abortion, war, hate, suffering, to feed themselves, as Satan runs about as a roaring lion seeking those who may devour. That's why the word warns us. Low vibrational energy. That's why child sacrifice has always been demanded by them. This is what pedophilia is all about. Again, it's a distortion of the natural order. Now this goes to the movie Matrix. Let's go to the movie Matrix. The machines were using the energy from the humans to run their world. The demons through humans create this negative light photonic energy through these human sacrifices and pedophilia to create energy to feed themselves. Again, he runs about as a seeking lion to feed himself. That's why war and abortion is continually created. The never-ending war on terror to create this energy field. In the Genesis chapter 6 model, when you read that, he had taken over everything through pyramids, through, through energy fields, and it says that everyone's thought all the time was evil. Why? Because it was a giant feeding trough for these interdimensional things. I mean, they literally come to this planet to feed off of us. They're like energy parasites, because they can't feed off the energy created by the Great I Am, because they're separated from Him. The problem is stress from these events, the war on terror, the cortisol being produced by constantly having to argue about stuff that people should know about. They create what's called an energetic distortion. The energetic distortions are what cause sickness and disease. Hatred, bitterness, jealousy, envy. They all distort your natural energy field, elevating cortisol, which stops your digestion and leads to disease and cancer and arthritis. This is why the Bible says love and forgiveness are the key. I've got a, some relatives. And you know, my, my dad was married twice. Actually, my dad was married three times. And it was so weird because when he left, he had two, three children, his first marriage, and two of my mom. And what ended up happening is he ended up leaving his first wife, marrying my mom after the war. And I remember years later, this is, gosh, this is 10 years ago. My dad's been dead now since 84. And about 10 years ago, I went up and I attended a wedding up in Iowa. And I remember one of my brothers came up to me and said, you know, why did my dad leave my mom for your mom? And I told him. I knew why. And he goes, well, I never knew that. I said, well, you should have asked him. And my dad had a good reason for doing what he did. Now, what's inter- inter- interesting about this is, this was like 2010 when I had this conversation. And my dad died in 1984. So that would be what? Uh, 10, 20, 25 years earlier, my dad had died. And my brother was still angry about what happened in 1950, 1952. You know, 50, 60 years earlier. And he was bitter and angry about it. And I, and I got into a, a sharp argument with him. I mean, it was, it was bad, and uh, I told him, I said, "Dude, you've allowed your feelings to affect you your entire life." And everybody who was in this theater before this all went all all this happened—they're all dead—and you're still mad. And I said, "This is crazy. You can't allow yourself to do this. You can't allow yourself to have all this anger towards our father." I said, "You may not agree with everything he did. I may not agree with everything he did, but we weren't." married to who he was married to we weren't involved in these situations we were children so you can't allow yourself to get and take sides with your relatives if they got into a fight about something you got to say hey look it takes two to tango you guys need to work it out I'm not getting involved I like both you guys so we're not going to get involved with all of this but the way my brother treated my father was horrific until my father died it was awful and I always treated dad with respect I mean he was a great guy I had a great father I mean, he helped me get through my first four college degrees. He helped me get started a business. I mean, I mean, what the heck? He bought me my first car. I mean, this guy did so much for me that, I mean, I I hold him up on a pedestal for what he did. My brother, the exact opposite. Though he's directly responsible for my brother being very, very successful with the farm that he basically inherited from my father, you know, pennies on the dollar up in Iowa. So you got to ask yourself a question. Why does this happen? Why do people yet so angry. Well, because they're not walking in love. You see people in churches. The pastor did me wrong. Oh boy, I can tell you what, guys, I can tell you stories of pastors that have done me wrong from the pulpit, in public, in front of everybody. But that doesn't affect my relationship with Christ. Because we don't we can't allow ourselves to get mad at an individual and then get mad at God. I told you a story from a few weeks ago a guy that I knew up there in North Carolina. His brother had entered into a contract with the Rothschild Medical Complex and had died at a young age of cancer. This young man was a Christian. He died. His, his brother fell away from the Word, fell away from the Bible, fell away from God, and he blamed everything on God that his brother died. And I said, wait a minute, bud. I said, if your brother entered into a contract with a Rothschild Rockefeller medical cartel that's basically part of a death cult, <laughs> can't say it any more clear than that, you know, why is that God's responsibility? You know, <laughs> I, I'm not, not going to get off of that I'm going to start preaching for a second but you get, you, it's not, that's not God's responsibility it, the whole reality okay, is this and what's happened on this planet that there's an inversion of what the Garden of Eden was Michael Elder said it this way just look at us everything is backwards, everything is upside down doctors destroy health, lawyers destroy justice universities destroy knowledge governments destroy freedom they take your guns away the major media destroys information, and religions destroy spirituality. Inversion everywhere. Remember these Again, these entities are jealous of you, and they hate you. You were created in God's image. They were not. They're jealous of you. They want to kill you. And basically, they want to be you, is the bottom line. And they can't. And they know that. So now, because they can't be you, they just want to see you get killed, get make you go away. These things are in a reality very close to ours this is one of the purposes of CERN to change our reality to become closer to their reality to open portals into their reality to allow them entry there's a reason that Obama had 427 meetings with Google in the Oval Office and it continues and they continue to meet with leaders in the Oval Office right now including Trump They're working with Singularity University, this is Google, and NASA to accomplish their goals of creating an interdimensional portal to allow these things to flood into us. Well, here's a problem. They can't stay in our energy field because they're a distortion of our energy field without having an occupying host. In other words, they've got to possess something. I'm going to talk about that in just one second. Kurzweil said that by 2030, human brains will be connected into the cloud. This will facilitate the energy exchange through these interdimensional entities. Free thought will stop. we will be connected to an AI, AI d way computer if we don't stop it, which is probably going to be the mark of the beast, which is a computer connected interdimensionally to Lucifer. They will create a subhuman, not a superhuman, a human that can be controlled by Lucifer. Now, let me ask you this question here. Autistic children, up to 1 in 32 now, boys. Why are there so many? Hundreds of thousands, if not millions of them. Could it be? I'm asking a question. I'm not making this statement. I'm asking a question. I don't know. Could it be that these are vessels for demonic control, that these entities can come into these autistic children and take them over? They have to have a host. They're like a parasite. They have to have a host. They have to live in something because they can't handle the energy field that we're in. They can stay here inside of a host. You know, you saw that in that movie with Whoopi Goldberg years ago, Ghost. in which these entities would go into her and talk through her. They have, they, That's what they want. They want to have a host to be in. So are these children open vessels for demonic control? The, God, the government knows what causes autism, guys. I mean, you know, Trump said he was going to put Kennedy in a doggone committee to try to figure out what's going on with the vaccines and the glyphosate and all this other kind of stuff, about what's going on with all these kids that have autism. Of course, he didn't do it never expected him to do it. expected him to do more than he did, but oh well. I mean, think about it for a second. I mean, how many of the people who are public officials are possessed by these entities? Yeah, I shouldn't have gone there, should I? And I'm not not picking any names here. I don't say I said so-and-so's possessed. I don't want you to say that. But how do you know how many of these people who claim to be Christians who aren't, who claim to be good people who aren't, are possessed by these entities for these other dimensions. You say, well, gosh, Ted, this show has gone off the deep end. Man, you are off the hook at this point. I told you it was going to go down the rabbit hole today. I told you we were going to go where no one wants to go. How do we know? You say, well, I don't believe in that possession stuff. Okay, let's go back to the New Testament. Let's talk about Jesus casting out demons and people that were possessed. Why don't we go back to that as Christians? He's telling us it's real. He is telling us Jesus Christ, the Son of the Great I Am, is telling us that this possession is real. And then he's telling us some of the stuff can't even be cast out except by prayer and through fasting. I mean, are, this, is, this, is, this, this stuff is because it gets intense here. Brother Malachi Mark, Martin, he, had, he cast out so many demons. There's some books that he wrote that i talked about on the show that I couldn't even read. They were so intense. Guys, we have to understand that this is real, that our battle is not against flesh and blood, but against these things These things that go bump in the night. These things that have infiltrated the churches. These things that have taken over so many people in public office in the United States. Yes, those things. Those things, we have to understand who and what they are. Think about this for a second. Humans who won't be able to think without the cloud they will be controlled. They'll be controlled interdimensionally. There'll be no free thinking. Just like Genesis chapter 6 says, all thoughts are evil all the time. (laughs) These fallen energy... Fallen vampires, whatever you want to call these fallen things that are in these other dimensions. They're energy vampires, fallen angels, demons, controlling humanity, human consciousness. You know, nanobots, smart dust infrared, everything to be part of this reality. Look at the chemtrails, look at the GMOs, look at the Morgellons. These demons want to control, cre- control and create a synthetic world with synthetic people connected to a Luciferian AI system, period. Ah, here it is, here we go, get ready. We, as Christians, are waking up, praise God, because greater is he who is in us than he who is in the world. These Luciferians, or the Council of 300, or the people who took down Building 7, whatever you want to call them, the banking cartel, they don't care that we're trying to change the reality on our own. Now, stay really focused with me for a second, because they know that we, as individuals, except for our individual family circle, can't change physical reality. I'm going to stop and listen to me for one second. I pray for you every day. I love you guys. And my prayer is that you can understand the depth that we have with God, and the breadth, and the width, and the love that he has for you. And so when we pray for our family unit, and we station angels, and we plead the blood of Christ over one another, and we say put put a hedge of horns around them that we station angels. When we do all of this stuff, and we speak the proper frequency, we speak the proper things, and we pray the proper way, we could literally change time space for our own little nucleus. That's why last year I told you guys I'm going to start praying for all of you who listen because I want to be able to do the same thing for you guys. Because greater is he who is in us than he is in the world. But we as Christians, if we understood this. We could pray in aggregate as believers for all of us. Okay? That will change the fabric of time space. But these people, these entities, they know that they, they don't want us to have the information that I gave you guys today. They don't want you to have a knowledge of interdimensional physics and in scalar waves and who we are and what happens when we pray. Because once we as Christians grasp that Jesus Christ connects us back to God, and as prayers are scalar waves that change the fabric of time, space, and physical reality, they know that their time here is over with, and they lose control, and we take control. That's why they're doing everything they can to destroy the Christian culture. This is what the Frankfurt School was all about. To destroy Christianity, to destroy, destroy nationalism, to destroy the churches to destroy the Baptists to destroy the Lutherans to destroy the God-fearing Catholics to destroy everybody who believes that Jesus Christ is the Son of the Most High God they want to destroy us and create inversion they want to make us believe that this—that we're political dissonance that we're, that we're bad people that we have white privilege I mean, I can't go there I don't have time on the show today Okay, I'm just going to stop there. Because Christians have the power through Jesus and the Holy Spirit to change this world. If we stop fighting with each other and stop compromising, go back to the Word of God, we can change everything. And the globalists want us to stay asleep. They want us to stay and watch TV, go into an alpha brainwave state, go into a theta brainwave state. They want us to eat our MSG-laden potato chips. They want us to leave the fluoride IVs in our arms. They want us to use vaccines with fetal cells in them and all kinds of other horrible abominations that destroy our energy fields. They want us to believe there's only three, three dimensions with depth and height. They don't want us to talk about Maxwell Field Equation which goes into a fourth dimensional interface. They took that out of the public domain. They don't even want us to think about that. They know this stuff is real. They know it's also real. So here's what they want us to do. Look at CERN. Nothing to see here. Move on. We're not doing anything. We're trying to find the God particle. That's all we're trying to do. Well, what about your Druid opening ceremony for the tunnel over in Switzerland and you were having like smock Druid worship ritual sacrifices? Oh, nothing to see here. That was just fun and games. It didn't look like fun and games to me. What about the, the, the mock human ritual sacrifice in front of CERN one night in front of the goddess Shiva standing out in front of that place? Oh, nothing to see here. Fun and games. A couple of guys got kind of drunk one night they went out and decided to do a mock human sacrifice ritual. Oh, yeah, that's what we all do. We all go out and get drunk and do mock human sacrifice rituals because that's normal now. What the heck? No, it's not. But we're supposed to believe that it is. Look at chemtrails. Oh, they're not there. Those are jet exhausts. But I see them. No, you don't. Nothing to see here. Move on. But I've tested the water. It's got aluminum and barium in it. No, it doesn't. Yes, it does. i tested it. No, you haven't. Yes, I do. I've got the results. Nah, we're not going to talk about that. Go away. Oh, conspiracy theorist. Okay. How about AI? Good for humanity. We can get into a brain interface with AI, and we can download everything. You know what they're going to download into you when you connect yourself? They're going to put every manner of perversion and pornography and filth and garbage and adultery and every sick thing you could ever imagine and they're going to download it into your brain so you have to think about it all the time. Yeah, that's what that's going to do. That's going to be the mark of the beast. That's why you're going to be separated from God. So yeah, how about you don't take the mark of the beast? How about we just don't go there today either? More Jones. Oh gosh. Now they're finding multicolored plastic, micro, plastic microfibers in air, water, snow all over the planet. been telling you this for years. One of the components of Morgellon's disease, creating a trans species. What the heck does that mean? Oh, that's something that basically you hit it with blue light from 25 to 1,000 position satellites around the planet to bring in a 5G, 6G slave network, make stuff grow inside of you. Yeah, how about that? GMOs. Oh, gosh, we have to have GMOs because you have to be, you have to feed the planet. They're healthy for you. But what about the fact that it rots your gut? What about you die on this stuff? Oh, no, 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 no. What about all these people with all these different gut diseases now because of GMOs? Oh, that's not true. That's conspiracy theory. Uh, No, it's not. Let's look at immunization of the vaccines. Oh, Ted, you and Austin are vaccine deniers. You're deniers. All you want to do is talk about how bad vaccines are. They're good for you. What about the autism rate? What about three flu shots in a row over the age of 50 increase the risk of senile dementia by 50%? Oh, that won't happen. Well, What's in the vaccine? Don't you ask what's in that vaccine? No, don't you ask? Fluoride, yeah. You need it to be healthy for your, for your bones and for your teeth. Why? Nazis needed that out to keep the doggone inmates under control in their slave labor camps. We decided to do it after the war. Autism? We have no idea why. We have one in 32 kids with autism? Sure you do. You know why. Doctors have died for the truth on this. Smart dust, nanotags. They want, to mark, they want to mark you. They want to tie into your DNA, cellular DNA, read-write units and send out your cellular DNA and your frequency to a 5G, 6G slave network. Sexual perversion. Here we go. Here we go. And more the merrier. Twist and pervert. Everything goes. Now you're going to be a pansexual. Miley Cyrus says she was a pansexual. What does that mean? She has sex with everything, including pans? I mean, what kind of sicko is this? I mean, what in the world are these people talking about? No, because, it's again, it's an inversion of the natural order of things. Drugs. We don't have the opiate crisis in the United States. Forget that my wife's brother died of heroin overdose. Forget that my good friend Joe Hagman died of a drug overdose, heroin overdose. Forget all of that stuff. Drugs are no problem. Okay. How about Podesta emails? Julian Assange. How about soul cooking? How about, let's just stop with soul cooking. Drinking human fluids, body parts fluids, all this weird stuff that they're involved in that's supposed to be normal No, guys that ain't normal can't talk about it can't talk about what's going on with any of that satanic networks we talked about this earlier all of these things are growing so fast these churches these satanic churches why because this huge void has been left in the bodies and the hearts and the minds and the souls of these people on this planet that have believed the lie and now they're looking for truth and looking for hope looking for purpose a sense of why am I here Real prayer. Let's talk about real prayer. Ah, yeah, there we go. The power of scalar waves, of creating an energy field around you and the people that you love, around this planet that changes that veil that's been put around here. Can't talk about that. You're nuts if you talk about that. But we can talk of became the giants, but mention the secret societies, like druids. Like you know, Winston Churchill was a druid. Yeah, a druid. Yeah, why don't you look it up? Winston Churchill was a druid. All Dresden was, in my opinion, was a mass human blood sacrifice to peace Lucifer. That's all that was. By words of Churchill. Skull and bones, masons, all of this stuff. Transhumanism. <laughs> all that you could be. You have to ask yourself, do you really want to be a bio-robot? Do you really want to be something like this? Do you really want them to believe that you can just accept all of this stuff and not question what they're telling you? Think about what I'm saying now. Why are you not allowed to question it? Why is it when you talk to Christians about what's going on in the White House, or what's going on globally. It's like, you're being negative. Don't mention that. Why? Because they don't want to think through it because of normalcy bias. No one wants to believe that we're falling and going into and starting the book of Revelations and the seals are about to start popping. They don't want to believe that. They don't want to believe that they're part of it. But guys we have to be separate. The Bible tells us, coming out from among them, be ye separate. Touch not the unclean thing. It tells us that in the book of Corinthians. We have to understand that we're not supposed to be part of this world system. And we can't just accept all of this stuff. And when anybody, I don't care who it is in the White House, when they do stuff they're not supposed to do, Austin, you've got to call them out. Now, I've got a lot more to cover. I've run out of time. i to give the last portion of the show to Austin. I'll do the write-up. But guys, listen to me for a second remember who you are as Christ. Let me pray with you guys now. If you haven't been saved and you've listened to this show today, I want you to pray with me. I want you to ask Jesus into your heart. I want you to learn how to change this. Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, I come before you, Lord. I repent. I ask you to forgive me. I accept Jesus Christ as my Lord and my Savior as the Son of God. I thank you for sending me Jesus. I thank you that he's going to lead me and direct me and guide me now through the Holy Spirit for the rest of my life. And I'm filled with your Holy Spirit, Lord. And I accept Christ as my Savior. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Now, if you prayed that prayer, I believe with all of my heart that you've been born again and you've been saved and you know who the Most High God is. Read the book of John to start with. Excellent book. Then read Acts. Then read Romans. Then read Hebrews. Stay in the New Testament to start with. Read a little bit in Proverbs if you'd like to do that or Ecclesiastes. But stay out of the Old Testament for a bit. Stay with the New Testament. Stay with the New Covenant more and learn what you believe and what you just prayed. Understand that. Listen to this show. Share this show with people. Understand who and what you are now as a Christian. I love you guys. I appreciate you. Austin, you still with me, bud? Oh, yeah, I'm still
0: here. (laughs)
1: Okay. Go ahead and go ahead and close up the show. Guys, I love you. Sorry I didn't get to finish it all today. I'll start working on some more stuff and get it done. I appreciate you, and I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Austin, the show's yours, bud.
0: Absolutely. and Also, too, another health news. I had a couple articles that I wanted to go over this week as well. But, again, there's been another research study discussing the impact of magnesium and what it can do for people that are having depression symptoms. Now, I'm not claiming that it cures anything, but what we are finding after multiple, multiple research studies is that magnesium is crucial in the mood of people and so they're finding out now more and more is that magnesium is actually in this case I'll tell you right here in a second this research study magnesium actually worked better in overall well-being mood questionnaires than antidepressants did this is impressive and this is why we tell you guys all the time the magnesium brain food is such a great product that's why it's always something that I use every single day the same thing with dad is the research study that they were discussing here went into detail as far as on trying to have an alternative, a natural alternative for antidepressants is what they were looking at, and they're also looking at mineral deficiencies in people. And so, as we know, a lot of the antidepressants can have very, very unpleasant side effects. So the study involved 126 men and women whose mean age was 52, all had been diagnosed with either mild to moderate depression, and were experiencing symptoms at the same time of the study. Some of the patients were given 248 milligrams of elemental magnesium, per day across a period of six weeks. So I'm taking 250 milligrams of magnesium, it's not even a high dosage. I wish they'd have actually done a real, true like clinical dosage, like a gram a day. But nonetheless, the depression symptoms were assessed biweekly. The researchers developed the researchers discovered that those who had taken the magnesium chloride supplement noted a clinically significant net improvement in their depression and anxiety scores. The popular patient health questionnaire 9, the PHQ 9, was used to find their depression score. Those taking magnesium saw their scores improve by six 6- points, whereas they found in other groups where they were taking antidepressants, the average increase was only five points. So on the test that they were taking to see how their depression improved or how their mood improved, they found that the magnesium actually beat antidepressants by one point on the test. Now, again... This was only taking 248 milligrams of magnesium a day, which is a very, very, very low dosage in my opinion. With the magnesium brain food, I usually take two to four scoops a day, which they're about a gram a scoop if I'm not mistaken. Maybe a little bit more, I'd at the cam. So what they blatantly showed here was that the effects of the the magnesium and what it did to the body and what it did to the brain and how it had a positive impact was much more beneficial. And they also showed in this study that there were virtually no side effects. I mean, like none, none at all. And so you have to look at the actual facts of these research studies and realize that in most cases, people don't have a Zoloft deficiency. You're a Paxil deficiency at most cases, they have a nutrient deficiency, and in most cases it's magnesium and also omega three fats. B vitamins can also be crucial. So I tell people all the time if you're trying to get in a better mood, if you're trying to get you know your your head screwed on straight, so to speak, and you're trying to get back in the game because we've all had it before you know stuff happens, you just you're out of whack. The ultimate multiple powder, the B complex. The omega-3 fats and the magnesium brain food. Those four right there are crucial and can help out tremendously. And not just with brain and mood, but it'll also help out with cognitive functioning as far as memory. It'll also help out as well with energy is because the B vitamins are crucial to the adrenals. So again, check those out on the website. It's really, really important that we have all these different natural health options that you look at before you go down that medical field. So be sure to check out the website at healthmasters.com. All kinds of different sale items and stuff going on there as well today, including the new product of the week, which will be up in the very near future. Looks like the... probiotic 350 billion one wow that's a great product actually i just saw that i haven't been watching it much this week so that one won pretty strong um so yeah be sure to check out the website on that if you guys need anything email us call us 1-800-726-1834 again thank you for the support thank you for everything you guys continue to do have a blessed safe awesome night we'll talk to you again tomorrow as always